This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Manscaped and by Stitch Fix. You know who we haven't heard from in a long time? That's right. Martin Scarelli. Mm -hmm. He's been locked up in prison for almost two years now for securities fraud. And the only updates we've gotten since then were about a year ago when he got sent to solitary confinement for using a contraband cell phone to try and run his companies from prison. And then more recently, a few months back, when all of his efforts to get his case appealed were denied. So Martin Shkreli is still on track to get out of prison in September of 2023, which is three and a half years from now. Uh, oh, wait, or is he? Well, yes. But you see, the crazy thing about Shkreli's legal troubles that got him locked up has always been that they had absolutely nothing to do with what actually got him famous in the first place. Hugely inflating the price of prescription drugs. In September 2015, he became the most hated man in America when it came out that his company, Turing Pharmaceuticals, had raised the price of Daraprim, and that went from $13.50 per pill to $750 per pill. Just a slight boost, you know, it happens. Yeah. But yeah, instead of simply shutting the fuck up and letting the news fade, which it absolutely would have, Screlly accepted every major news interview invitation that he was offered so that he could make sure that everyone in America knew for certain that he didn't feel the least bit bad about any of this. Uh, but again, that's not what got him in trouble with the law, because our for-profit healthcare system is a nightmare, and it's totally okay for drug companies to do this. In fact, investors encourage it. Yeah. He was, he was doing yeah. everything right, apparently. Well, okay, so it's okay to an extent, because... This week, the New York State Attorney General filed an FTC lawsuit against Martin Shkreli and Turing Pharmaceuticals, which is now known as Vieira Pharmaceuticals, for violating antitrust laws with the price of Daraprim. Hey, that, great. Yeah, so it, it turns out most of what Shkreli and Turing did with Daraprim was fine. But where it actually gets into illegal territory is how they made it next to impossible for competitors to, to develop their own generic versions of Daraprim. Other drug makers weren't allowed to purchase Daraprim for analysis, nor could they acquire the key ingredient needed to replicate it. That's anti-competitive and potentially illegal. It's totally fine to buy the rights to a drug and jack up the price however you like, but you have to allow for other companies to develop their own version if they want to. But before you get a big justice boner over Martin Shkreli potentially facing consequences for the thing that originally made him infamous, it doesn't sound like this would add any more prison time for Shkreli. Which, what, fine, whatever. He's, he's going to be in there for a while. Mm -hmm. It would be fines and also a lifetime ban from working in the pharma industry. Good. Uh, it would also be kind of just a small victory considering how many other bigger drug companies engage in much worse behavior without technically violating any laws. Yeah, also, while Shkreli and Turing were pretty blatant in maintaining their monopoly, lots of other big pharma companies use smarter tactics that are perfectly okay. In a Bloomberg article about this, uh, the case this week, the writer spoke to a law professor named Michael Carrier, who said, quote, With Daraprim, you can make a straightforward application of antitrust law. Everything they did had anti-competitive effects and no pro-competition justification. It was maintaining its monopoly by taking actions that had no other rationale other than keeping competition away. And here's the next paragraph. When I asked him why that was any different from, say, Humira, which is uh, it's a, just a very expensive drug, Carrier responded with one word, patents. AbbVie has protected Humira's monopoly by surrounding the drug with dozens of add-on patents, a practice called evergreening. Although the ordinary person might view those patents as being solely intended to maintain the drug's monopoly, courts tend to give great weight to patent protection. To make an antitrust case against Humira, the authorities would have to argue that its add-on patents are frivolous. And that's not a winning argument, 
Even if it's true. Uh, the article also mentions multiple other perfectly legal ways that Big Pharma uses the law to their advantage to do basically the exact same thing Martin Shkreli and Turing Pharma did, but without getting in trouble, such as just paying off generic manufacturers to not make generics of their drugs. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly 10% of Americans are diabetic. And the price of insulin just keeps going up because this is a for-profit business that doesn't actually give a shit about sick people. So while Shkreli's current prison stint never felt like the justice we all wanted, and this new legal matter kind of does, it's still the system itself that's broken. And this case isn't going to fix any of that. Although the, the, uh, Chicago just passed a law capping the price of uh, insulin per month, which is good. That's it's a, still expensive. It's an but improvement. It's a yeah, it's an improvement. Yeah. Why can't they just do that everywhere? Seems like that would be a good step forward. Yeah. Because in some places, it costs like $1,000 a month. In some places, you just get a plane ticket to Canada or Mexico and uh, you just buy it there. And mm -hmm. Yeah. What's the big deal? The system works just fine. Yeah. Moving on now, though, the world certainly does need a hero. And as we've covered in the past, there are plenty of real-life superheroes out there protecting the streets, or at least dressing up in weird costumes and walking around in the streets at night. One of the most famous real-life superheroes is Phoenix Jones, who since 2011 has sought to protect the people of Seattle from bad guys and actually been somewhat successful at it. Over the years, he's stepped in and prevented car thefts, he's broken up fights, stopped people from driving home drunk, and apprehended fleeing suspects. I mean, that all makes sense when you see someone dressed up in a costume like that. Yeah. It just kind of so... Like, if you're in a real fist fight and a costumed superhero showed up, you'd just... First, you'd be like, wait, what the hell's going on? I don't want that smoke. And then you calm down. Yeah. Phoenix Jones even had his own team of superheroes for a while. From 2011 to 2014, he led the Rain City superhero movement, which included fellow masked Seattle crime fighters Thorn, Buster Doe, Green Reaper, The Mantis, Prodigy, Gemini, No Name, Catastrophe, Thunder 88, Penelope, Red Dragon, Midnight Jack, Karma, Skyman, and El Caballero. If you've read Watchmen, though, you know maintaining a big group of superheroes is almost always doomed to fail. And in 2014, Phoenix Jones released a statement saying this. I started fighting crime years ago and inspired a lot of people to do the same. I really thought that having a large group of civilian crime fighters was a good idea. I was wrong. It takes a certain type of person to do this job correctly. And unfortunately, I have inspired, worked with, and even taught some of the wrong kinds of people. As of today, the Rain City superhero movement is over. I will be patrolling solo and with supers I trust. I want you to know by doing this, I'm losing friends I have shared unforgettable moments with. But if I'm going to call myself a superhero, I must hold myself and friends to high standards. I mean, he's, he's making a sacrifice. It's part of that hero's journey. Yeah, they, nobody said it was easy. The statement then continues with Phoenix Jones basically saying the other members of RCSM were out of shape, not properly trained, and exhibited poor judgment. Quote, I just can't in good conscience continue to put my seal of approval on people I feel are not loyal or properly trained. Okay, anyways, why are we talking about Phoenix Jones this week? Well, it would seem that despite his own very high standards for the moral character of Seattle superheroes, Phoenix Jones was arrested this month after selling MDMA to an undercover cop. What? Providing a good time to a citizen in need? That sounds like a superhero task. Lock him up. No, let him out. <laughs> so someone, perhaps one of his former teammates who felt wrong. Someone that switched to a villain? Yeah. A heel turn? Someone tipped police off to the fact that Phoenix Jones, real name Ben Fodor, was a big time drug dealer. 
A narcotics detective texted him to set up a deal for $500 worth of MDMA, and the deal went down at a local Starbucks. A few more deals were attempted, but it seems that Phoenix Jones' spider sense was tingling because he no-showed the cop twice and then just ghosted them completely. Yeah, so the cop made a new identity, a party girl named Laura, who really needed some cocaine for a birthday party a bunch of uh, her friends from out of town were visiting for. But Phoenix Jones and his girlfriend seemingly, they were really stoked about this. And they texted back and forth with the cop for days before showing up at the... Uh, at the hotel that the party was being held at and being promptly arrested in possession of four grams of blow. Again, superhero swooped in to give everyone a great time. Yeah, uh, what's the problem, officer? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was using my powers for good. Yeah. Uh, they're out on bail now, but it's hard to imagine Phoenix Jones' reputation as a fighter of crime survives the multiple drug dealing charges he now faces. Although, is it really a crime? Some would say no. Well, he did. He, uh, I mean, he's... He's publicly, in the past, talked about stopping drug dealers and, well, you know, wanting stopping to get, him and taking it get, and reselling Get the dealers out of our neighborhoods. Like, yeah. Yeah, back when weed was still illegal, he was like, I don't know, it depends on the circumstance. I might take down a, a weed dealer. And then steal all of his goods and resell them at a higher markup because I've taken someone off the streets and thereby reduced the amount of people that you can buy it from. Yeah. I mean, that could have been the plan all along. I, I say Seattle forgives this man. Forgive him, Seattle. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It, it, by his own admission, he he did a bad thing. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's it's, it's about consistency. Yeah. And not being a hypocrite. Yeah. If he had started out as like a superhero, like the White Flame or whatever that guy's name is from DC, this would have been completely fine. Yeah. Uh, now enough about superheroes, though. Uh, let's talk about supervillains. A few weeks back in the headlines part of the show, we mentioned how the city of Tempe, Arizona has been plagued by a graffiti artist tagging the words penis man on everything in sight. Starting in November, dozens of locations throughout Tempe were tagged by penis man, and he became somewhat of a local hero to people who appreciate seeing the word penis written on things. I love it. But a villain to local police, however, uh, and uh, their authority was clearly being undermined here, so they did not like it. Yeah, they they wanted to catch their man, and, and he was making them look like bunch of amateurs, mm -hmm. bunch of Keystone cops with the way he was just kept getting away with it. Yeah. So, yeah, we regret to inform you now, un unfortunately, that Penis Man has been apprehended and unmasked. And his name is Phoenix Jones. <laughs> kept busy. <laughs> no, uh, this man, 38-year-old Dustin Schomer, was arrested after a witness saw him drive away from a tagging. And he wrote this on Facebook following his release from jail. I just spent the last 24 hours in Tempe and Phoenix police custody for spraying penis man. They raided my condo and vehicle and swarmed my entire complex in West Phoenix with 25 heavily armed SWAT officers and pointed a silenced assault rifle in my face. Anyone with any doubt who the bad guys are here, be certain it is the city of Tempe, city of Phoenix, and police forces valley-wide. There is no excuse for pointing an AR-15 in the face of a non-violent offender. I fucking agree. Yeah. That's a bit overboard. It's, uh, the man, I mean, he, he painted some stuff, like, yeah, he's probably sure. not. He, he was destroying property, technically. Yeah, you don't need to bring the fucking SWAT team down there. For sure. And also, like, by his own description of how he was caught, definitely did not take the most important legal advice, shutting the fuck up. Yeah. Because just because you drive away from a crime scene doesn't mean you're the one that committed the crime. Uh, I think he's proud of it, though. I think See, that's, like, that's the thing. He's liking the attention. Yeah, the ego is what that's gets right. you. That's right. I am penis man. <laughs> Even if he wasn't, he took credit for it. Everyone loves penis man. Yeah. I will be the penis man. Well, it sounds like this penis man has problems with authority, but he uh, did make sure to clarify in a follow-up comment, quote, 
For the record, I hate the institution of the police, but I do not think every single cop is a bastard. To say they all are is, in my opinion, stooping to their level of profiling. Some of the detectives I met seem to be genuine penis man fans. <laughs> you know, we actually, like, we all thought it was pretty Listen, funny. between you and me. I like the tags. It made me laugh every time I saw it. Yeah, but that could also be, like, their uh, manipulation yeah, of, they, of, like, well, they, they just admit it. We all think it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, every time they're trying to get a confession. Look, man, I would have killed my wife, too. So, I know you're saying you didn't do it, but man, it would be cool if you did. I wish I, I wish I could meet Penis Man. What a cool guy. Okay, yeah, that was me. <laughs> well, okay, Gritty, let's be honest. We all want to punch a child every once in a while. You finally got to do it. Now just admit it so we can all give you a yeah. handshake and a pat on the back. Yeah. Uh, now, Anyways, <laughs> in an interview with the Phoenix New Times a few days later, Penis Man here claimed that he actually isn't even the original Penis Man, just a copycat. Mm-hmm. Quote, I'm not the original. There are hundreds of copycats with very distinctively different handwriting. Penis Man is bigger than just one man. Yeah. Uh, now, if that's true, Penis Man, it's not going to be stopping anytime soon. And maybe, you know, vigilantes will go out there and uh, double the numbers of Penis Man tags. Penis Man is the... It's uh, an idea. <laughs> it's the Guy Fox mask of, of the new decade. Perfect. Uh, p- yeah, Penis Man, it's, it's not a person. It's an idea. The idea to write Penis Man on things with spray paint. Mm-hmm. Powerful idea. You, and you can't kill an idea. Meanwhile, though, Dustin Schomer, who the police believe to be the penis man, is facing one felony count of criminal trespassing at a critical public service facility, eight counts of misdemeanor criminal damage defacing, and 16 felony counts of aggravated criminal damage defacing a school. That is a lot of crime. And he could go away for a long time with all those felonies and never have a job again and uh, could very well ruin his life. Mm -hmm. But if you feel like supporting penis man's legal proceedings, he, of course, has a GoFundMe set up for that. Yeah. There you go. S- support local art. Mm-hmm. It's, it really put Tempe on the map. I mean, they, there was a bunch of Facebook groups, Instagram, like Penis Man trackers. Like, a lot of people were really into Penis Man. Seems yeah. like the, the police, they were the only ones that didn't like it. And, like, also, this is fucking Maricopa County, kind of a notoriously, uh, yeah, oh, really. like, fucked up police department yes. that, uh, you know, is sadistic and absolutely would send the entire department down to break some guy's door down because he did a tagging crime. No, they're going to keep Penis Man outside in 110 degree weather in a makeshift prison camp. Yeah. That's part of their thing that they do. Well, so stay strong out there, Penis Man. Or Penis Man. uh, Yeah, Penis Man. But yeah, if you saw, based on what this guy's facing, probably best to not uh, keep the idea alive because if you get caught doing one, they're just going to slap you with all the other ones as well. Yeah. 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 Anyways... Time for some ads. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped. Breaking news, this is a pubic service announcement. (laughs) After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. The new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 is now available for purchase. This third gen Manscaped trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. I mean, we were all quite satisfied already with the Lawnmower 2.0. How could they possibly improve upon this? But they did. So this is great news for ball sacks everywhere, folks. And if you use the uh, Lawnmower 2.0, it's an easy transition because it's the same replacement blade with a new and improved skin-safe technology. Uh, when we tell you this is premium, we mean it's premium. This battery, it lasts up to 90 minutes, so... 
even if you got a real mess down there. Go to town. There's also uh, some headlights on this bad boy. Yep, mm -hmm. it has an LED light that illuminates the grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. Uh, and the new motor, it operates at 7,000 RPMs wow. with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because uh, this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. Keep it at your desk at work. <laughs> it's a <re> yeah, <laughs> it's a statement. It's definitely a statement. It's a real power move. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Might get you in trouble with the HR though. Don't do no. that. Uh, experience this life-changing product for yourself. Trim up that junk of yours and get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using our promo code WEIRD. As always, your balls will thank you. And look, you get 20% off from free shipping if you use our promo code WEIRD at manscaped.com. Yeah. Why not give it a try? See what those grapes really look like under that big mess down there. What's the worst that could happen? Apparently nothing, because they have that skin-safe technology. What have you got to lose? Just a, a bunch of nasty hair. Also, this episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. Personal put those clean balls in yeah, a nice pair of Put your clean balls in some clothes <laughs> they can fit in now. Personal style is like a fingerprint. Everyone has their own. Whatever your style, the expert stylists at Stitch Fix are ready to help you express yourself. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothing brands right to your door. To get started, go to stitchfix.com weird, answer some questions about your preferred style, and your personal shopper will ship you a box of clothes, shoes, and accessories. With Stitch Fix, everyone can look their best. They have solutions for men, women, and kids all over the U.S. and now the U.K. There's no commitment required, and you only pay for what you keep. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. Plus, the $20 styling fee is automatically applied towards anything you keep from your box. You'll never have to worry again about looking good. Stitch Fix is here to help. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash weird and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That is stitchfix.com slash weird. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Now let's get into some headlines, starting with the big old hefty handful of politics headlines. Oh, good. Because, you know, I used to think politics was a tragedy, but now I know it's a comedy. Yeah. Conservative pastor says Jesus would have beat the crap out of John Bolton. Because of the mustache. It's no, a disgrace. Because he's not loyal. Yeah, it's true. The uh, it's it's not it's not. It's an, I love how the the narrative has shifted. Is like he didn't do it. Trump didn't do the thing they're saying. It's like well he did it, but like what's the big deal? Also like anyone who snitched like John Bolton, basically a Democrat. So yeah. like what the fuck, man? Despite his forty years of loyal service to the Republican Party. Well, yeah, this uh, this man of the cloth, yeah. this Jesus man, wants. To Beat up John Bolton. He he like he said he met him at the White House because just Arthur Fist shaking this guy who like essentially leads a cult. Like he obviously got to visit the White House and like lay his hands upon President Trump and bless him. Perfect. He said when he was there, he, he met John Bolton. Thought he was thought he was an ally at the time. Mm -hmm. Now he knows. It's like I should I should have beat the shit out of you right there in the White House. Mm -hmm. Well, as we all know, Jesus very famous for beating the fuck out of people. Yeah, yeah. When he when he'd get hit. He would turn the other cheek, and, and, and just just to deck, yeah, just yeah. to wind it up, yeah, just to wind up. You see, the only reason he got crucified was because there was too many Romans. Yeah, he he outnumbered. If you read the Bible, read between the lines, he knocked out two, three hundred before they finally got him. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's why he was so bloody when he was on the cross. It was from the, the, fight. the other. That's other people's blood. That's yeah, from the. <laughs> it's the other Romans. You know, you should have seen them. They don't yeah. print that. Nope. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Senator Richard Burr deals out fidget spinners to Republican senators before impeachment trial. Because uh, obviously oh, they're very no. bored by just sitting there not listening the entire time. Yeah. 
Well, I didn't even know fidget spinners still existed, but I guess this guy found them. Oh yeah. So, uh, that's this is this is how uh, in touch with the world your your politicians are. Yeah. Well, they had uh, to do something with all the ones they ordered from China after they like weren't cool anymore. Yeah. Also, did you see, uh, I think it was Mitt Romney got in trouble for bringing chocolate milk in? That's the next, you're only other... next headline. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay, here's the next headline. Romney busted with contraband chocolate milk <laughs> bottle on Senate floor. So they were only allowed to have regular white milk and water. Yeah. Right? Uh, and, and they have candy dishes that you can pick from every once in a while. Yeah, and the reason for, like, the milk is, like, I guess in, like, the 1950s or whatever, like, everyone, everyone just had a fucking ulcer in their stomach. It was mm-hmm. just a thing. Like, everyone over the age of 40... Yeah. Had just stomach ulcers going constantly. So they allowed milk because it's like, you know, it's one of the only things that can calm that shit down. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Mitt Romney decided to fly a little too close to the sun for a Mormon by, uh, you know, drinking a little chocolate milk Getting instead of wilder, regular milk. Yeah. yeah. Pretty wild. Stupid rules, though. Coffee would be nice. Although Romney's yeah. a Mormon, he probably wouldn't drink that. He but, couldn't, uh, yeah. But it would be easier for him to mask the chocolate milk. It's just like, yeah, it's just coffee with cream. Yeah, but no one would believe him. Like, Mr. Romney, you have never had coffee in your entire life. What's in that glass? Yeah. What do you got there? It smells sweet. Chocolate. No, it's chocolate. mocha. It's mocha. I swear to God. Mocha is chocolate, sir. You would know that if you drank coffee. Mike Bloomberg baffles with campaign ads showing him eating big gay ice cream. Let's just show it. Where's my ice cream? Ah, thank you. Mmm. Big gay ice cream is the best. Yeah, so... uh, Mm, I love big gay ice cream. Apparently, big gay ice cream is a brand of ice cream that... I looked it up. They have, like, five locations, four of which are, like, basically in Manhattan. Yeah. Not even, like, the other boroughs, just Manhattan. And then they have, like, another one, just one location in Philadelphia. So, me and your average person outside of those two very specific areas... See, no a guy, see a guy talking about big gay ice cream, like, sorry, what the fuck? Yeah. What? I like the comment. What does that, that mean? Uh, someone replied, I think, to one of our posts about it and was like, someone came into my store and asked me for it. And I was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a weird, uh, a weird thing to post on your campaign for president of the entire United States. Yeah. But uh, I mean, there's uh, he's got a lot of money to blow. Let's set the record straight. There is nothing wrong with big gay ice cream. No, it's, it's just, just a an weird odd fucking ad. It's a weird ad. Like, yeah. What, it, what are you well, trying to say? The way he's acting in it, too. Hey, yeah. where's my ice cream? Mm. Uh, uh, I love big gay ice cream. Yeah. It feels like everything this guy puts out feels like Tim and Eric. Like, it's 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 funnier every day that yeah. uh, Brad Evans and Nick Sorelli did the Moves Like Bloomberg thing like two months ago because it's feeling more and more like the actual sort of aesthetic Someone of in his campaign, campaign had to have seen that and they were like, look, this is really catching on with people. Yeah, we're it's gonna going to viral. Win the cringe vote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, say what you want. The cringe vote it does represent yeah. a good portion of America. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of Bloomberg, we talked earlier this week about how uh, – he likes to greet dogs by uh, grabbing their muzzle and shaking it uh, in a way that looks uncomfortable. Looks uncomfortable and potentially get your fingers bit. Uh, but here's the next headline: Mike Bloomberg presidential campaign releases dog ad a day after his snout shake video goes viral. And let me just play that ad. <laughs> Mike Bloomberg is the man to lead us. He will create more jobs. Mike's not afraid of the NRA, not one bit. Trust me, Mike will get it done. Yeah. <laughs> Get it yes. done. Yes. He does not tweet. Oh. I like Mike. I like Mike. I lick Mike. 
I'm Mike Bloomberg's dog. I approve this message. I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I approve this message. All right, so uh, like I said... I lick Mike Bloomberg. Yeah, uh, he's getting the cringe vote, and he's getting the dog vote. Uh, This man clearly wants to become president. He is very serious about it. Yeah. Uh, I am assured that one of the dogs in this ad was the one that was eventually fired from MoviePass, their PR department. (laughs) Chloe. (laughs) Yeah. I lost my job. Mike Bloomberg, what are you going to do to help? Some girl on Twitter, uh, like tweeted uh, recently. She's like, man, the highlight of my career was when my dog got featured in the MoviePass. She was like a former MoviePass employee who's like, it was her dog that got <laughs> featured in the photo of Great. the MoviePass dog. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, more politics. Reporter says Mike Pompeo cursed and demanded she find Ukraine on a map after interview. Yeah. Uh, also just a very beloved Journalist from NPR, yeah. Mary Louise Kelly. Yeah, she's like uh, not. She's not like one of these fucking cable news talking heads. Like she's an actual. Yeah, actual she's been to journalist. war zones. Yeah. Uh, travels all the time. Uh, isn't like I can't remember which deg- degree she has specifically, but she's essentially an expert. Yeah. Uh, on Europe in general, and uh, of all the people for him to choose to like play the game that they obviously had set up in order to like trick people because. You, well, she was interviewing about, the interview was supposed to be about Iran, and she brought up Ukraine, and, and he was very upset that this wasn't discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. So he, he stormed out of the interview, and then uh, he sent one of his staffers out. She's like, hey, Mary Louise, can you come back? We just want to talk to you for a second. And then Cussed she, her out. Then she says, yeah, because like, the interview was like six minutes long. She's like, he talked, he yelled at me for like longer than the actual interview was. And then he had a map ready, just a map of the world with no borders, just yeah. like ready to go. Like very weird that they would have a map without any yeah. like indication of what's on it. He's like, I bet you don't even know where Ukraine is. Show me where it is. And because she's like, this is her fucking job. Yeah. She's like, it's right there. And he's just like, and then lie about the it. fuck out of and here. Sa- and said, okay, of all the places to lie about and say that she pointed to, yeah. they said that she pointed to, uh, her finger went to where Bangladesh is, which is like nowhere near uh, no. even Europe. So it's like, there's Bangladesh no way. Bangladesh is, uh, that's, that's Asia. Yeah. There's so. no way she was that wrong. It, it, yeah. it's, it, it's a lie anyway. But yeah. to, to make it that unbelievable was like, Maybe, like, should have said, like, oh, she pointed to Romania. Yeah. It's around the area. Yeah. But, like, no. She pointed to Bangladesh. This guy's a fucking maniac. And he's in charge of all of our now foreign policies. So that's cool. Yeah, and, like, a fucking weird evangelical, too. Oh, yeah. He, like, fully believes that uh, if we, you know, the only... <laughs> The only reason we need to stick up for Israel is because there's a prophecy in the Bible that, like, once all the Jews are back in Israel, then the, the rapture can come. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's uh, he's sort of a doomsday guy. And, yeah. yeah, that's the guy making our foreign policy decisions. Good stuff. French firefighters are setting themselves on fire to protest Macron's economic policies. It's fucking badass. Yeah. They're not, like, it's not self-immolation. They're, I don't know, they're wearing fireproof suits or something. Yeah. But it's They would know best. These dudes in fucking, like... Fire suits, some of them in Joker makeup with, like, gladiator helmets on, setting themselves on fire and being like, Mr. Macron, don't you fucking dare touch our pensions. The French, everyone who calls the French, like, pussies is full of shit. The the French, like, here in America, the government, like, alters, like, Social Security or some shit. People are like, man, that sucks. Yeah, in France, like, they just go out in the street and fucking physically, like, fight riot cops. Mm -hmm. Like, they get the shit beat out of them over the most minor things. Like, oh, a new gas tax? Time to go out in the street and fight cops. Yeah, for months. Yeah, for yeah. months. <laughs> There's no comparison. All activism in America is slacktivism compared to what the French do. Yeah. And I think it deserves more respect than it gets. <laughs> yeah. Tennessee man arrested for smoking a joint during court appearance on possession charge. Fucking kidding. Badass. 
Yeah. You're I, free to go. Yeah. He, uh, no, he, he was arrested again. <laughs> of course. But, uh, yeah, he like, it's, I couldn't find out whether he has a lawyer or not, but it sounds like he was representing himself. Good. And yeah, he like, he used his opening remarks to literally just go on a fucking rant about how uh, marijuana being illegal is like bullshit. And like, uh, yeah, he, 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 he spoke truth to power in that courtroom. And then he, he ended his, his righteous speech by pulling a joint out of his pocket and lighting up in court. Yeah. And everyone now clapped. There's, there's a protest. I think a few people did clap, but uh, uh, yeah. he was immediately arrested again and now has another marijuana charge. Is it a jury trial? It can't be a jury trial when it's just drug possession, right? I don't know. Because the jury, if I was in the jury, let this man go. Yeah. He raises a good point. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't sure, but then he lit a joint in the courtroom and I was like, you this know what? This guy's badass. This guy fucking rocks. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of looked like a dork to me. Yeah. <laughs> but then he did it and I was like, Fuck yeah. He lit a joint in front of a judge. That's like lighting a cop in front, uh, lighting a joint in front of like 10 cops. Yeah. Like lighting a joint in front of one cop. Oh, he lit it in front of a judge. Let yeah. this man go. Mm-hmm. A postal worker rented a storage unit to hide mail because he felt pressured to deliver it. <laughs> oh, geez. It's like one of those oh, things God. Where, you, where you like, you don't, you, you mess up like once or twice and then it just snowballs. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, it just gets worse and worse where you're like, you can't even face. Yeah. Like, what oh, what am I going to do with all this mail? Yeah. I was tossing it in the back of the mail truck, but now it's, the mail truck's too full. <laughs> I got to go take out like a $50 a month storage unit just to hide all this mail. Uh, a lot of customers complain they're not getting any of their mail. You know anything about this? No. No. <laughs> Check the truck. It's empty. Yeah. Uh, Where's all the mail going? The funniest thing is, like, he when he did get caught, I don't know how exactly he got caught, but it's probably just a lot of mail on his route was going missing. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, they, they looked through the storage unit to obviously, like, find the mail that needed to be delivered. Yeah. It was, like, 5,000 pieces of mail, but only, like, 200 of those mails were like actual mail the rest was just oh, trash yeah. yeah just fucking coupons and shit yeah and you know this man he's got a point like it's a big waste the mail the mail is bullshit send me the stuff that's actually being sent to me stop giving me like I'm, I'm somehow on some fucking AARP like Medicare <laughs> list yeah I get so much fucking mail like because they think I'm 65 years old yeah it's it, it's it's insanity I signed you up for that sorry no, real, think, real funny joke. I think because my dad turned 65 last year. So uh, I, I think like on somehow my name got attached to his birth date. Perfect. Some, at some point in, one, in some database. Hey, you're somewhere. getting prepared for the years when you're sundown. Oh, it's just an onslaught. And I get phone calls all the time now from like people obviously not real, but like claiming to be the Social Security Administration. <laughs> like, oh, my God, like your identity has been stolen. So you need to like you, we, we'll help you through this. Go ahead and tell us your Social <laughs> yeah. Security number. Nice try, scammer. No, that's the, the thing that sucks is like so I, I live obviously in an apartment, so like my mail slot is like this big. Yeah. If I don't check it like every day, like one one day ruins that yeah, slot. Just crammed in. There. And then like if you miss a day, and because they can't just not deliver it. So like, if you have something like actually important in there, they just smash it in with the rest yeah. of it. It's fucking annoying. And there's like a, a a a trash can next to it that's just constantly like overflowed by feet. Whichever candidate says they're gonna do away with spam, do away with uh, do away with junk mail. They got my vote. All right. Even if it's Bloomberg. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. I'll deal with the mail. Man is videoed trying to steal the Magna Carta. That man? Nicholas Cage. Oh. No. Some, okay. some British guy. The new national treasure? Yeah. I mean, it is. they did just announce a new national treasure recently. But good viral marketing. So, it's. I mean, what else is there left for Nicholas Cage to steal? Nicholas Cage hired Mike Bloomberg's social team to cook up this awesome viral ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh... 
Apparently he was caught, correct? He, yeah, I mean, the, the Magna Carta, it's... it's Is it old... null and void once he, if someone steals it? Um, no, and he didn't get it. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty well locked down. He, okay. gave, it a, he gave it a go, but uh, no. We're just testing still it to see there. to make sure it was still secure. Yeah. Man masturbates on board E-Train while combing his beard with knife. <laughs> was it at least one of those, like, switchblade combs, or was it an actual knife? I think it was an actual knife. I mean, you know if you're serious. gonna masturbate in public and you don't want to be bothered, yeah. you hold a knife. Yeah, just so they know you're serious. Stroke softly and carry a knife. This isn't a casual jack. This is, I'm, I'm dead fucking serious. No. This, this knife is for my beard right now, but if you get close, knife might be for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. So let me come in my pants and be done with it. Yeah. Well... And final headline, <laughs> this North Texas business owner is eating nothing but dog food for 30 days. Why? He owns a dog food company. So he's trying to like be like, yeah, it's good enough for people. I'm going to eat my own dog food for 30 days. Yeah. He's like documenting it on YouTube and just fucking chowing down on dog food all day. They do make some damn good gourmet dog food. Not that I've tried it, yeah. but I've seen it. That's, and it's- this, this company's deal, it's like it's fresh. I don't know if it's organic, but you know, it's good ingredients. These are like real meals for dogs. This ain't kibble. Yeah. So he's uh, he's doing it. The only thing is, like, dog food doesn't have, like, salt or pepper mm-hmm. in it. No seasoning. It's unseasoned. Well, that's the quality so, of the meat coming through then. Yeah, it would have to be pretty good. Yeah. Well, looks like it is. Maybe yeah. you should order some for your dog. I've thought about it. I we, mean, we got a, a potential marketing. sponsor coming through. Oh, has yeah, been yeah, coming yeah. through for months. And I'm like, yeah, I'm down. I'd love if they sponsored the show. Never heard anything. But, uh. If they do, I want I want them to because like, they, they make you the, need the cool to dog write food. back and tell them that your dog is no longer at risk of dying now because the last thing they'd want is like your dog the last thing it ate when it was going to die I mean, is their food. Dogs are always at risk of dying though. Like oh, this guy's dog has cancer. We can't ship him a bunch of food now. If it dies, it's gonna look like we did it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. We, well, we need to uh, let them know. Heads up, guys. The dog is doing great. The dog's fine. Send me the dog food, please. Yeah. All right, that's it for this week's episode of uh, Weekly Weird News. Uh, be sure to check out our most recent podcast. Uh, it's for Patreon supporters and YouTube members. Head to uh, our Patreon page or click join below the video if you want to listen to that. It's 90 minutes long. Enjoy that. And uh, also check out our most recent episodes over here. We have a brand new episode of Tech News Day, and Phil is back for that one as well. It's all about the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Bottoms up. And uh, also uh, another episode of uh, News Dump where we once again say our goodbyes to MoviePass for one final time. Yeah. One last trip. Happy February. Bye.